Welcome everyone to our new sermon series, As For Me. And so I want you to grab your Bibles and for this series we're going to be rooted in the wonderful Old Testament book of Joshua. And our foundational verse is Joshua 24 verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I want you to underline that last bit of that verse. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I started following Jesus at the tender age of eight. And so I'm in my 31st year as a follower of Christ. And in those early years, all I knew was this, God was real. I'd had an encounter and experience with Jesus uh, and he had called me at a young age. Now unpacking the rich theological truths of that experience, that encounter I had in becoming a Christian was something that took many, many years and still today, uh, 31 years on, I'm still unpacking what does it mean to be a follower and a disciple of Jesus. But in those early days, because I was so wanting to do everything right and so wanting to be close to Jesus, is that at every opportunity, I would recommit my life to Christ. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, especially if you're just in the early days of your journey of being a follower of Jesus, is that, hey, if there's a conference or there's a church service or there's an altar call or you're at some kind of camp meeting, um, or you've, you, you really feel like you've made a mess of things that day or that week. At every opportunity, someone says, do you want to commit or recommit your life to Jesus? In those early years, I was there. I was always at the front saying, yes, Lord, I want to recommit. I want to recommit my life to Christ. Now, my sense over the last few months, I've been carrying this message and this word in my heart for a few months now, is that God is inviting He's inviting the church to recommit once again, to recommit once again. I, I believe that there's a call and an invitation by God upon us as the church that warrants a response that God is looking for in our hearts. And that response goes something like this. It is a resolve. Uh, it is a covenant commitment. It is a recommitment to say, Look, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Will you recommit? Will you declare? Will you be resolute? And it's interesting that you have uh, those few words just before that, that verse, but as for me. And the reality is, is that with all that's happened this season with the pandemic, is that I think there's been plenty of opportunities for us to say, Look, but as for me, I cannot serve the Lord. There's been many buts, if you like. There's been uh, many distractions, many voices, uh, many opportunities for people to say, look, I love to serve the Lord with everything that I have, but I can't. I can't because of this situation. I can't because of this circumstance, all these feelings that I have. But what I think this commitment and this verse and this heart does is it cuts across all feelings, whether 
it's raining or shining, whether we're feeling God or we're in a real place of wilderness, where we're really struggling in this particular moment um, of time, is that we can say, but as for me, as for me, God, you can count on me. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. It is a decision. It is a choice. It doesn't matter what is coming against me. I choose you. So in the opposition of a lot of buts, God is looking for a people who, whether they're feeling his presence or not, is that they will covenant to him. They will commit to him. They will say, God, I honour you and I worship you. And it starts with me and my household. Now, when I think of my household, what I start to think about is everything that I get to steward. In my um, kind of thinking is that God is sovereign over everything. Everything that I have belongs to him. My family, my belongings, possessions, my house, my car, everything belongs to God. But in his grace, he gets us as, as Christians to faithfully steward that which belongs to him. And so when I begin to think about my household, I begin to think about all those things that I get to steward. I get to think about my marriage. I get to think about my kids, my relationships, my, my choices, my, my thought life, uh, my body, my finances, my integrity, everything that kind of revolves around my life and in my sphere of influence. I want to submit all those things again to Jesus and his Lordship and say, but as for me and everything that I get to steward, we will serve the Lord. Everything will be put for the advance of the kingdom. I really believe this, that in the, in the midst of chaos, and uncertainty, and indeed many falling by the wayside, God is calling us. And our heart's response that he's looking for is, God, yes, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And, and when I begin to also think about me and my house, I begin to think about the house in terms of the church, that as a community, as the body gathered, I think in this time of, of uncertainty and a season of real anxiety is that the church has to be a witness. We have to be salt, we have to be light, we have to be a non-anxious presence in our community. That, that for us as a body, when God looks at the whole vineyard, there is a, a willingness, there is a courage, a boldness, a faithfulness about us as a church that yes, Lord, for, for us as a house, as a home, as a family, we will serve the Lord. Uh, one thing that I, I really sense that God wanted to deal with us as a church, and indeed in my life, is in this whole area of consumerism. This idea that we, we get to pick and choose what we do based on our preference or what feels good. And I think what this kind of commitment that God is looking for really goes against that kind of uh, up and down feelings. It's a declaration of decision and choice, saying, look, we won't be dictated to by our, by our emotions or fears, but in response to one thing, the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Because I have seen God's faithfulness, I will too be faithful. 
It's interesting, but if you look at these preceding verses, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether God's your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. You see there, there's, there's kind of like a, a choice that Joshua is offering up to the nation. Joshua is, if you like, a lawyer in a courtroom. And uh, for me, I love John Grisham uh, films. I love courtroom dramas and thrillers. And you remember you have that, that kind of scene in those films or in that book you may read where the lawyer is summing things up. He's, he's making an impassioned speech to the jury for what is right. And Joshua similarly is, is kind of doing this to the nation of Israel. He, he's doing this rousing speech for commitment. He's saying, look, you can serve other gods. You can go your own way but it's a choice or in response to the goodness and the faithfulness of God and how he has been faithful to you over the years, choose him. And Joshua is saying, as this national leader to a nation, he's saying, look, as for me and my family, look, we're gonna serve the Lord in our generation. Now in a season where there've been so many voices and, and platforms and, and perspectives, and I personally found in this season, this year, Jesus' um, testing has been thorough, it's been deep, it's been meticulous, because his goal is to form his image in us. And so let me encourage you as a church in this time to cling to God and choose him and to stare and to gaze into his faithfulness. We serve a faithful God. That's why in famine, we must look to Jesus. In plenty, we must look to Jesus in want or in the wilderness or in plague or in blessing or in health, we must always look to Jesus. Maybe we are discovering in this season that actually we are full of other lovers. Stuff has been residing in our hearts for years untouched and then the pressure of this pandemic and the season that we've been in has released through our thinking, through our speech and actions actually some other gods that we have been following. I wanna encourage you to read Jesus, to preach Jesus, to look at Jesus, to hear Jesus, to listen to Jesus, to eat Jesus, to drink of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is faithful. When the storms of life hit, when we're in a place of, of desolation and disappointment and lack, who else do we have to look to other than the faithful Lord, Jesus Christ. So the backdrop of Joshua's impassioned speech that is calling people to commitment is that he's calling them to look at the faithfulness of God. Because when you look and see God for who he is and how faithful and how good he is, then you have no other option but to leave those false and counterfeit gods and to completely yield and surrender and give yourself over to him. And so he keeps saying to the people of Israel, look at how God has fought for you. The faithful God has fought for you. From the time um, he brought you out of uh, Exodus, uh, the, the time that he brought you across the Jordan at Jericho with his amazing battle plan, indeed in all the other battles that they faced, 
against the southern kings of, in chapter 10 or the northern kings in chapter 11. Time and time again, God is faithfully fighting our battles. I love it in 2 Timothy 2, 13, it says this, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. This is his nature, which is why it talks about in the book of Galatians about faithfulness being one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's his image, it's who he is. He is faithful, it is his nature. And so because of that, because he is faithful, in light of this, and in terms of being a witness to a faithful God, is that we have an opportunity to really be distinctive and to really stand out and be a witness to God in our faithfulness. Let me invite you to recommit and to be faithful in this season to God in his ways, to be faithful in his mission, to be faithful in your marriage, to be faithful in your singleness, to be faithful to your children, to be faithful in church, to be faithful in your place of work, to just faithfully show up. You see, faithfulness doesn't sound like a word to get excited about, does it? But it is so important. It is so important. I love these verses. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let me just say this in parenthesis, as this text says, for those of you who are, are kind of umming and ahhing whether to attend our Welcome Home Church services to gather again on the 27th of September. Let me encourage you to fight that sense of anxiety and let us be a non-anxious witness and presence to the faithfulness of God. Let us come and gather together safely and securely and let us just be with one another and be in the presence of Jesus. It is so important. But I love at the beginning of this, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. All of God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus. I think sometimes that we, we don't actually allow things to play out long enough to see the faithfulness of God. I've known many people who've just kind of not had their prayers answered or they've faced some difficult circumstances and they just quit on God and they've quit on the church family. But actually it's only when we go through long enough those seasons of disappointment and wilderness and pain and angst and anxiety and pressure and testing do we come out the other side and look back and say god look how faithful you were and i I got to see it i got to see how faithful you were in my life and i've i've seen this so much for me and my family this year we've had some real challenges in our first year pastoring this church but as i look back i just keep seeing as we've hung in there as we've, if we, as we've persevered and we've looked and stared and gazed into the face of our faithful Jesus, is we've just seen how good he is. We've seen how he's blessed us. We've seen how faithful he has been to us. Let me encourage you to not take a photograph of today, but to keep the camera rolling. I really believe that today's faithfulness, if you like, is today's distinctiveness. It's if we want to be different, if we want to be distinctive in our world at this present cultural moment, then I think God is calling on his church to be faithful. And I believe as we're faithful in the secret places, as we're faithful in those small things, is actually 
we become salt and light and distinctive to the world around us. I was with somebody recently who I just met, was a non-Christian, and I went to their home and I was talking to them and they had some loud music on that was full of horrific language. And when I began to share with them, they kept the, the, the music on and I was like, why are you keeping this on? I can barely hear, uh, we can barely hear how each other um, are saying. Is that suddenly, as they realized that I was a Christian and what I did in terms of my, my job, is that they, they turned it off. They turned off the music straight away. And I noticed in that moment that, that there was something that happened in their thinking, is that they recognized that there was something different. And that was, it wasn't me, it was Christ in me that was call, causing them to respond in a certain way. I wonder how many of us want the benefits of a covenant relationship with God, but we're not willing to live out the demands of the discipleship call. This commitment, this invitation to recommit to God with everything, with our household, with everything that we have, is to say, look, Lord, I'm not just looking to you to be my savior, but I'm looking for you to be my Lord. You know, when I was a, a young leader, I used to be incredibly impressed by people's gifting. Uh, what an incredible preacher uh, that person is. I wish I could preach like that or Oh, oh, what an amazing uh, worship leader, what an extraordinary writer, what a gifted prophetic person. Now, I still love gifting, but the longer I've been walking with Jesus and being in ministry, the more I've found myself admiring people who just simply faithfully show up, faithful people who serve in quiet ways, teaching our kids week in, week out, opening their homes for small group, helping people with their marriages, teaching English as a second language, mentoring kids, handing out food at our food storehouse, just simple acts of faithfully showing up. And in light of God's faithfulness, God in the scriptures calls his people to a response of faithfulness. And what God wants from us more than anything is faithfulness, is that sense of loyal love. He wants committed love. In a world where every message that we seem to hear is, look, take the path of least resistance, don't sacrifice, think about your short-term happiness. God says, what I want most from you is faithful love. Friends, I know nothing other than a faithful God. If you're having a hard time right now, think and gaze upon the faithful Jesus, faithful in Christ, his work of salvation, his death, his resurrection, his saving power, forgiveness, his peace, joy, his strength, his call on your life, his blessings, when you've messed up, his grace catching you time and time again. When I've been faithless, he has always been faithful. My youngest daughter, who's two and a half, is obsessed with flowers, loves to pick flowers. When we go walking, we were out walking at the weekend. She's picking those flowers. It reminded me of of, um, of when you, you get a flower and you pick off a petal and you say, you know, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me, he loves me not. God, our faithful father, does not have that kind of fickle approach to his people. He's not saying, I love you, I love you not, I love you, I love you not, based on our performance. He just loves us because he is faithful and he's committed to us. Now, when you wake up in the morning, and you turn over and you may utter those first words to God, who do you see? What do you hear? What is your first thought of God? Because it tells you a lot about how you see him. And I'm reminded 
of these, this wonderful verse in, in, in the book of Lamentations, the Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. For his compassions, they never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That is our heart's cry. And so when we, when we meet again this term as, as a body, when we meet in our groups and circles and doing mission and just showing up in, uh, in our families and workplace and our neighborhoods, let us do all of this in response to how great is God's faithfulness. And let's be faithful to God. Let's be faithful to each other. And let us be faithful to our city. I hope you feel encouraged by today's message. Seek God, pray to God today, reach out to him, read these verses in Joshua and be encouraged to be faithful and recommit in this season. We love you. God bless you.